There isn't a one-size-fits-all marketing approach to selling real estate. And sure, there's best practices, but I think that you need to develop a strategy that's unique to your brand or your business and that highlights your superpower. So welcome to the Marketing Trench Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you find your superpower and exploring creative solutions to build a more visible brand that consistently delivers an exceptional customer experience. Whether you're selling real estate, loans, title, or escrow, doesn't matter. We've got you covered. Let's go. All right. Welcome to the Marketing Trench Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about a really cool tool called Lead Pops. And just to set this up, where this tool begins or maybe where it comes into play, once you've actually started driving traffic to your website, that's my understanding of it. You know, we talk a lot about how to get, you know, get yourself in front of people, how to drive traffic places. But one of the things I know I've personally struggled with here at Lighthouse and, and in other adventures I've done is once you get people to your website or once you get people to wherever the landing page is that you're trying to drive the traffic, how do you get people to that next step? Like, what does that conversion funnel look like? And then trying to build that, there's a lot of tools you could use. There's a lot of different moving parts. Lead Pops really specializes in that. I know Ricardo has been using it quite a bit, training people on it. Scott's used it as well. So today we're going to just do a deep dive into it. And the format of the conversation is, uh, I'm going to hand it over to either Ricardo or Scott, whoever wants to kind of set it up. I'm going to just be asking questions because I really don't know a lot about this tool. And so I'm going to be coming at it from the perspective of someone who's like you in the listening audience, maybe really interested in you know what this tool is, what it has to offer, and, and how exactly it kind of fits into the overall picture of doing marketing and sales. So with that, Ricardo, Scott, which one of you guys wants I'll, to... I'll tee it off. I think the thing that I want to point out here for anybody listening... Scott and I have always said this, Dustin, we've always said it. We're, we're really product agnostic when it comes to any of this stuff. Yeah. I, it happens to me on every, almost every appointment that I go into, somebody will say, wait, do you guys own that product? Do you guys talk about that product? Like when I talk about HomeBot, I don't talk about any of these products because we have an affiliate relationship or because we have any relationship, though that would be awesome. Hi, Dad. We love it. Right. I, <laughs> the reason we talk about these products is because we use them. We happen to use them in our business and they happen to be getting results for the people that we're using these products and leveraging these products with. That's literally the only reason we talk about any of the things that we talk about. Tools so from I don't, the trench. Yeah. It's literally just tools from the trench that we're battle testing that we happen to be getting results from. Yep. And I think that's an important distinction to point out. I don't want this to be like, I don't want anybody to think, Lead pops, lead pops, like we're just trying to shove product down your throat. That's not what we're about. We've been helping our realtor partners run ads for the last, what, year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing lead ads and we've been getting, you know, some pretty awesome results depending on, we generate leads all day long, whether you're able to convert them or not into appointments, totally different story. Lead pops is one of those products that we've been pivoting towards. And I don't know, I just think it's awesome. I'll tee it back over to Scott because Scott's the one that kind of started using lead pops first. They're a partner or, or you get a, a discount if you're a part of the AIM group, the yeah. Association of Independent Mortgage Professionals. I just think that it's a great product. But Scott's got some great data points. So, Scott, I'll kick it back over to you. Yeah, sure. We're really talking about the front end of lead conversion here. Our job as professionals, I'm in the mortgage industry. Ricardo, you work a lot with realtors. Our job is ultimately to get conversations with people, right? We want to talk to more people. When you're talking about going consumer direct, there's three pieces to it. There's traffic, conversion, and contact. When you're doing consumer direct, you got to drive traffic. So if you're creating a lot of unique content and you're doing videos and you're blogging or 
anything like that. You're probably just getting people visiting your website. We get some of that. And the, some of the things I'm going to show you is, is how effective Lead Pops works in, in a high trust environment, which is consumer direct content, videos, written articles, real expert content that we're spending time on. But we've also done a lot of experiments driving cold Facebook traffic to different lead forms. I think that they look at these tools and they expect these tools to just work independently, like by themselves as an entire sales system when they're not really. The way that we use it, we actually use lead pops sandwiched in between whatever we're using to drive traffic. And in my case, and in, in your case, we're using a, a company called Verse, which is just a 24-7 service that follows up on your leads. I think what's important about that is I saw a huge difference between using lead pops and using different types of lead capture mechanisms to convert that traffic. We saw a huge difference on the follow-up and on the contact rates. So, and, so let's, let's describe what lead pops actually is. Dustin asked me this, and I tried to start to explain it, and, and I don't know if it was chunky, so I'll give it a shot. Lead Pops is a lot of things. It's websites, but it's also just lead capture. I don't want to call it a form. It's a gamified. Yeah, but it's, a, it's a funnel. I, it's, like, I look at the way we're using it, and we're using it to create landing page funnels. They, that's what they call it. They, they call them funnels, and that's essentially what it is. It's a lead capture form. You know, you see a lot of websites. You go there, and it says, hey, would you like to contact me? And there's eight fields, st eight static fields just sitting on the website, and you're supposed to go in there, enter your name and your number. What Lead Pops does is it, is it serves up a single question at a time. You engage with that question. It slides over and it gives you the next screen. I don't know if you've got screenshots of it, Ricardo, but what I really love about it is that on purchase money leads, it's collecting 15 data points. And those data points go everywhere from what their income is, uh, so, price range they want to buy in. So let me let me see if I can show you really quick. This is an example funnel. And then Scott, jump back into exactly what you're describing. This is a rent versus buy ad. Do yep. you know if you can own a home for the same amount you pay in rent? Paying your landlord's mortgage is throwing money out the window. You may be able to own one of these homes and pay for it yourself. Click the learn more button below to find out if you qualify. And then it's just the heading down below is find out if you can own a home for what you pay in rent. Learn more. Traditionally, on a Facebook lead ad, that would be a lead form that pops up. It's automatically capturing their first name, last name, email address, and phone number. And then if we ask any qualifying questions, it's dumping that in there. And what? there's a high probability of the of lead ads having bad contact information because right. it's just sucking it from whatever whatever phone number you put in there when you signed up for Facebook ten years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. But we found a high a, a lot of the fields that were captured using just lead ads were not that great. So at times we see like we see or I get an agent that says I'm getting a lot of phone numbers. We'll see like a twenty thirty percent error rate on phone numbers. And then what it does, it goes to a lead pops funnel that looks like this. The copy would be different. It would be message matching the call to action on the ad or the heading on the ad. So instead of this saying, get a 30-year 30 30 fix for as low as 2.5, it would say, see if you can own a home for the same amount you pay in rent. But anyway, this starts basically a funnel where they enter their zip code, they hit go, and it just goes through this process. 
very very mobile friendly everything is a slider or a push button as soon as you click it it goes to the next one and so ultimately that's 15 data points down to the zip code they're buying in the city they're in the state when they're buying what type of property the time frame for buying is really great and probably one of the more important questions on here is are you working with an agent and we know from a previous episode that we did that I did an analysis of all of the all it was like what 350 leads and 93% of them I think said that they were not working with an agent and that they would like to if you're one of my mortgage friends that are out there and you're looking at this, this is a great opportunity for you to position yourself in front of the buyer. And quite frankly, you're doing your your referral partners a huge favor by doing it in the actual right order. Get them qualified for a loan first, then go out looking for homes. As opposed to, you know, the agent going, getting them excited about homes and then and then trying to get qualified. So that's essentially what the what the lead form looks like. They're asking for their name at the very end. You know, Ricardo, we talk about being technology agnostic and we truly are, but we've definitely found some best in market solutions out there. And anytime I look at one of those solutions, <laughs> we played with a lot of crap. <laughs> we played with a lot of stuff and we pushed it as far as we could until it made us pull our hairs out. And then we tried something else. And and that's hard, man. A lot of people, they don't like that learning curve. I don't like the learning curve, but you got, you got to power through it. There's kind of a test that I have for technologies. The first thing is I like to know about the company. I, I love these smaller companies. I love these startup type companies. The owner of, of Lead Pops, Lead Pops isn't really that small of a company anymore because they've grown a lot, but it's because their leadership is so great. Their vision is really great. They're consistently iterating. This Lead Pops, these things work really, really well. And I'm going to show you some conversion results and how many people hit the forms and fill it out. And I actually recently made some changes about a month ago that increased my conversion significantly. And I'll talk to you about that. But that entire platform that their product is built on, they're rebuilding an entirely new platform right now so that we can design that customer journey ourselves from the ground up. We can decide what questions to ask, what order to ask, whether it's a button or a slider or whatever it is. So he's they're upgrading their entire network. That's pretty amazing. I mean, they don't have to. They're, they're making plenty of money. They're doing a good job with a great product now, but they continue to pop there and iterate. Let me back up. If I'm a new agent or I'm a lender, why should I sign up for lead pops if I can just do Facebook ads? If I can do lead ads? I say go for it and then come back when you pull your want to poke your eyes out, call and follow it <laughs> up with lead with Facebook lead ads. We did lead ads for a long time and even when we pushed past Facebook's warning of don't ask too many qualifying questions or else it'll reduce uh, your engagement. We still went in there and we just ended up adding you know, three or four fields um, that already exist on lead pops. Like what's your time frame for moving? Have you been pre-approved? Are you working with an agent? That kind of thing. And the conversion was just way, way less. It might seem counterintuitive to some people, but you don't want leads. You want conversations with people that want to do business with you. 
one of the reasons I like lead pops is I make them jump through hurdles, man. By the time that person gets to the, seriously, I mean, it's going to take them a minute or two. They're answering 14, 15 questions. That's somebody who's motivated. If they but to, And to be clear, making them jump through those hoops is what gets us a higher intent or a higher quality lead. Higher contact rates. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Higher contact rates and they're more serious, right? So you're, you, you, there are very few ways that you can measure the level of motivation of a lead unless you know what you're, what they have to go through in order to, to fill out the lead. And, you know, and I think that's one of the unique things, you guys, what, what, what we do in being technology agnostic and we're not selling anything here. This is just stuff that we're doing in the trench is we're going to talk to you about these things and we're going to give you these, this kind of insight on these tools that if somebody's trying to sell you something, then they, they say, oh, it does this and it does that. And they tell you part of the story. There was a couple of things that I look at in a company. The first one is the company and how the company is run. Ricardo, you've, you've interviewed the owner of, of Lead Pops. He's a good friend of mine. But we became friends after I was a client because I respected what he did. The second thing is playing nice with others. It has Zapier connections in it and it's Pixel. So you put your Facebook and your Google Ads Pixel on the lead pop and at least as far as Facebook is concerned, you can actually pixel every the answer to every single question. So for instance, now you can't do this with Google, but they're getting there. But a perfect example of it is if they say they have poor credit, I might want to retarget them with a custom audience of anybody who says their credit is below 600, I might want to send them a little video of how to get credit ready to buy your first home or something. You might might connect them with somebody uh, or run an ad that throws them through a funnel like with my credit guy and those guys over there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you could definitely do that automated, but you can use it to filter. You can use it to funnel. You can use it to, if your CRM allows you to do it, to create certain tags. But the actual pixel part is for creating retargeting audiences in, in Facebook. So that's really cool. So um, are you retargeting anyone now that drops off at a certain point? We are retargeting abandons. So right now, anybody who doesn't complete uh, a lead form, then we're following them up with. And if they don't complete a lead form, is a good assumption or a fair assumption, is a good or fair assumption that they're either just way too early entry? You know, it's hard to say. Remember, Facebook marketing is interruption marketing. So they're not there looking for houses. You're disrupting their cheeseburgers, <laughs> uh, memes or whatever they're trying to do out there. So it's hard. It's just hard to say, you know, because, you know, you're catching them at a certain time and you're asking them to take the time to do it, especially if they're on their mobile. It's going to take them off Facebook. Then they're going to just have this form and they may get halfway through it and say, maybe that's too much. Could be early entry, could be bad timing, could be their boss just walked in and, and you know, it's, have you ever noticed how many, how most of your leads come in during most people's work hours? Well, <laughs> you have a little rush at lunchtime. And so Luis is asking a good question. Are you adjusting the questions like the qualifying questions or the hoops? Or are you just using what's automatically generated through Lead Pops? No, that's an amazing question. Luis, right now we can't adjust the questions. Right now they're set. But what they're working on, and I don't want to say anything to get in trouble, but I think it's months away. They're going to have the Lead Funnel Builder. I've actually seen some of the architecture of it, and it is 
absolutely freaking amazing. It's beautiful. It's the user interface is really easy to use. And then you can create your own questions and your own, you can create your own order. You can create your own questions. You can create your own type of engagement, whether it's a dial or a slider or a button or whatever you want them to do. So right now you're just using what's, what's working out of the box. And, and, and I can show you you know, when when we get to that point, I'll kind of show you what we're getting out of it. And I'm super happy with the conversion rate and the contact rate on the other side. The last thing I wanted to say about Leadpops is it's got a Zapier connection. So not only does it have the pixels and you can do retargeting, but it has a Zapier connection so you can just push it. We're pushing it into Verse, into the follow-up system, but you're also pushing it into your CRM and tagging it appropriately and doing everything you need to do with your CRM. So it's really built for automation and it's built for speed. Why not just use a service like Typeform? Because Typeform's already done the gamification. You can already do a lot of the same sort of question, answer, click, slide, whatever. That's a good question, but I feel like it's a lot harder to set up. This is out of the box. Is it that much harder though? If well, okay. <laughs> Maybe it is, but look, I can customize. How many Typeform how many, right how many people how many people haven't bothered to set up Lion Dust because it's it just takes work. Everything takes work. And and what I've noticed about selling to real estate is the less work or the less friction, the better. For me, it's easy to set up Typeform. For you, it's easy to set up Typeform. Yeah. For Scott, is easy to set up Typeform. It's definitely more work. Okay. <laughs> no, it's. I like Typeform. I think Typeform is an amazing tool. I think it's a great tool. Leadpops just works, and they collect they collect the pertinent information. I like something like a Typeform better. You know, as sort of a quiz funnel or or landing somebody on the right content. You know, tell me a little bit more about your situation. Typeform is great. Well, it's super flexible. You can do all kinds of things, right? So if someone's it's, like, I have poor credit. Then you send them down one pathway. Yep. And if they say I have great path, you know, credit, then you can send them down a different pathway. In other words, I hear what I hear what Ricardo's saying. You know, type form is it's complicated. I, I don't think it's complicated, but I, I, I could see how people would think it's complicated. So it like really the only advantage is that the only advantage I'm seeing, and help me because I guess I'm not understanding, the only advantage I'm seeing is that Lead Pops has has a turnkey push button solution. Yeah, I, I look at it and I have a mortgage shop that is wants to do about three to four thousand in ad spend, and they're wondering what kind of ads should I run, what kind of funnels can I build to get leads in the door for my mortgage shop or for my agents. You can sign up for Lead Pops. Their basic plan gives you three funnels that you can activate right away. And then mm. what's their what's their other plan, Scott? You get unlimited funnels for what, like two ninety nine or two hundred a month. I don't really recall, but you're telling me that these are templated, right? Like I, I have no control over the content of these funnels. So how many funnels do they have? Like what does unlimited mean? What you can customize on the funnels is you can customize the thank you page, you can customize the text, and you can customize the landing page that they first land on. What do you mean? The text of what? The copy. You can't customize the questions right now, but I haven't had to. And what I would probably say is that if you wanted to build Typeform, you would probably just end up trying to replicate the questions that are in Lead Pops. Yeah, so maybe that's where the genius is, right? Because not only is it push button, but also, I mean, as, we, as we've discussed many times on this show, coming up with the way to say things is challenging, right? It's like, how, how, do, you, how do you pitch this property with a headline? How do you pitch it with a subtext? What sorts of things grab? So what you guys are telling me is Lead Pops has already sorted all that out. They have content that converts. And they have a whole system to help it convert. 
And so you're going to get ultra high quality leads. And so it's taken all the guesswork out of it. Is that fair? I think it's taking a lot of the guesswork out. And I wouldn't go so far as to say you're producing high quality leads because your output is equal to your input. So it depends on what kind of traffic uh, you're pushing through. And I see Luis has a follow-up question, and I, and I do want to kind of build on that. He's been doing it for about three months, and he's not seeing a lot of he's not seeing a lot of results from it yet. And it should he be worried about it if it's not converting? Lead Pops does another really cool thing is they will run ads for you. They don't charge very much for it, but they will run Facebook ads for you. Luis, you really got to play with it. So if you're doing purchase money ads on Facebook, it is not unusual for you to have not closed anything. Purchase money leads, consumer direct leads from Facebook are very, very early entry. They weren't thinking about buying a house. A lot of times they may have been interested in looking at the property that was in the ad. You want to look at the ad and you want to take a look at that. And actually, Luis, I think we've talked. You've got my number. Let's jump on a call. We can do a forensic audit on what you're doing and see if you got any. We can come up with anything. What Ricardo is showing is the congratulations part. You can change the logo, the phone number, you can tra- change the headline on the top, the description, and that little image to the side of the no button. So to put some context to this, the ad that is running for this one is an ad on a specific property, on a listing. And that okay. listing is 3169 Hillside Avenue. So we would do your traditional, like, just listed ad or open house or, you know, whatever. And instead of it doing a lead form, it's sending them to this page here, to this funnel here. And then Scott, can you customize this? I forget. I forget what you said. Yeah, I can actually. Let me let me show my slides because that's exactly what I did. That's called a power footer. On yeah, pretty much. This is what my lead forms used to look like. So I changed the picture here on the side. It was find home buyer assistance. It worked okay. But I didn't have the super footer. So these are four funnels that I use a lot. And this is what the conversion rate. So the conversion rate is somebody that clicks on the lead form and then completes it. To be clear, because I know people who ask, conversion rate does not mean you closed a deal or listing no. off. No, it means that they, they it means they got to the thank you page. So they sent all the information. I was emailed all of their all of their data. This is what my lead form looked like. This is what my conversion. This is the assistance right there. So that one converted at about 8.7%. So then what I did about 30 days ago is I added the super footer, added some trust badges here of places where I've been published, really stripped this down up here. But what I did is I is I kind of set up what they can expect. This is just an image. And all I really did is I took their super footer and I just replaced parts of it. I didn't redesign the whole thing. I just took... I just took it and I replaced it. This is just a screenshot of a video that I did and I removed the background on it. And I basically say my our promise to you is you're not going to get 100 calls. You're going to talk to somebody who's an expert. And if you don't like who you talk to, I'll introduce you to somebody else. Just by doing that, Jesus. this is what happened to my conversion rate. <laughs> what this taught me is how often we get these tools and the tool's good, so you use it and it works, And but you never dive in and you never scratch below the surface of what yeah. the potential is. And 
I've known about the super footer forever. We actually were using super footers for agents before I switched them over on my website. This is high trust content because this is written and videos by me. And I also changed the thank you page. So my thought process on the thank you page is if we did a better job of framing what's going to happen next, then hopefully our contact rates would get higher. So I've got this is a tool called FinLocker, uh, which is a financial locker for consumers, and it's free for consumers. But most importantly, they can check their credit for free. So I offer them that. I offer them a free membership to America's Homeowner Alliance, which is a consumer advocacy, housing advocacy group. And then I basically say, well, you're getting your free credit report and budgeting. I've already matched you with an expert. You're going to get an email and you're going to hear from Alex. Anybody that's using Verse recognizes Alex. So I'm basically telling them, hey, you should have heard from Alex by now. And uh, you know what? I know for a fact that they already have a text from Alex because (laughs) I know that I already sent it through Zapier to Verse. And this is what the conversion looks like on, on those leads. So... They're contacting out of 260. We got 202 of them on the phone. Qualified for Verse really just means they say, yes, I'm a human being. Yes, I filled out this form. Yes, I want to talk to a a loan officer about solving my problem. This is highly unusual. This is 50% of the leads we're getting on the phone. When we're running the Facebook ads, it's about one in five. So it's closer to 20%, which is still pretty obnoxious in terms of conversion rates on most lead sources, right? You're not going to get one in five on the phone that are excited about talking to you. So I saw you popped up something. You popped up a question. It wasn't a question. It was a comment. It was in reference to the super footer. And yep. yeah, no, I just wanted to point out on that thank you page, everything we do in real estate is is pre-framing. We're pre-framing the conversation yep. how we want it to go. So I think that thank you page really, really uh, tees it up nicely. There's a lot of things you can do with it. And, you know, in the whole, whole scope of things, it's a very, very inexpensive product for what you can get out of it. And when you talk about the funnels, they actually have a bunch of different funnels. So one of the ones that the, the realtors that we use is a VIP home finder, where they put what they're looking for in their next home, how many bedrooms, how many bath, how many square footage. So they have all of those pre-built. They have a bunch of pre-built funnels that work really, really well. What do we have with with David here? No, it was just kind of a good testimonial to using lead pops. David's a super sharp guy. So he he says that we're not the only ones out there that are raving about raving about this tool. And like I said, this thing, these things too awesome out of the box. And and that kind of that kind of blows my mind. If it if it works perfectly out of the box and you have the ability to do some customization and then when the new lead funnel builders come out, you know, the funnel builders are the exact same thing though with me taking five years to get around to doing super footers. You know, I'm a little, you know, you still, you got to go in there, you got to think it out, you got to map out the journey and all of that. And this, I guess this goes full circle back to what you said originally, uh, Dustin is they did a really good job of laying out the questions and it just works. Those are just funnels that I have on my findmywayhome.com website. Our Bywise mortgage website is a lead pops website. So we pay yeah, less than a couple hundred dollars a month. We've had it for a little bit less than a year 
And I want to say we've got over 100 leads converted off of it. A lot of them come from, Josh does a lot of YouTube stuff with a local realtor here. We get a lot of traffic and that site just converts. I think they've been, I think they've been recording videos, what, once every two or three weeks, Josh and Jeb? No, they're doing it. They, Jeb does it on a pretty regular basis. We interviewed Jeb. Jeb was doing like three videos a week. I'm saying Josh and Jeb were doing the market. They're doing at least one a week. So they're at least doing one real estate marketing a a week. The one that they did this week was just a live Q&A and they went for almost 40 minutes just answering questions. But so what they're doing is in the description, he's putting the link to the Buywise website. And I know that they're coming from there because they're coming from all over the country. So we get a lot of local traffic because the websites are very well SEO optimized for local, but we get a lot of them from out of state because people watching YouTube videos and things like that. Even in that sense, when I forward that to a friend of mine, because Josh always says, hey, if you're in California, we can help you. If not, we have a network of experts across the country that we can introduce you to. And you know, imagine if you were on the other side of one of those referrals and they're like, hey, this person contacted me. I'm not in your state. Here's 15 data points of exactly what they're looking for. That's a really sweet referral, right? That's a nice handoff. So, Scott, you said your BuyWise page is a LeadPops page. The website is. And you're spending a couple hundred bucks. You've gotten like 100 or so conversions. Do you mean conversions as in things that have gone to actually become loans? Or do you mean it the way that you meant it earlier, which is they filled out the form? They filled out the form. So, Do you feel like it's a good spend? Because... A hundred something people filling out a form, which isn't business, and you're spending a couple hundred bucks a month for this, that feels like a very expensive lead. I don't know how much you pay for your website, but (laughs) that couple hundred bucks a month doesn't sound like a lot for a website. I mean, that's the website that our business runs on. Yeah, I mean, I'm just doing Squarespace. Now, look, it's not it's not a point of conversion, right? For me, the website is mostly a billboard at this point. So it's not it's not performing the same function. And Squarespace only charges like 15 bucks a month or something. You know, I come back around (laughs) Typeform, (laughs) which I'm also not spending that much on every single month. And I have Typeform on our website. And I'm just thinking about the fact that I, I, I feel like I can replicate a lot of what I'm seeing here. But I, sure. I mean, you're a smart guy. You don't just throw money into a wood chipper unless you're with Ricardo, in which case you guys go to Vegas and throw tons of money into wood chippers. <laughs> that was last month, it does. But you guys don't just throw money into wood chippers. So you feel like the money you're spending on lead pops is generating high quality business at the end of the day. And they're variable, but like the bottom line, sure Yeah, 100%. I mean, when, I mean, listen, when that, when you get a lead, they worked for it. You worked for it. I mean, you really, I, I can't understate the value of asking enough of the right questions is almost a qualifier. I, I almost always hate this question when I get it because somebody will ask, but what's the conversion rate? They're not asking what's the conversion rate from somebody completing a form. They're asking what's the conversion rate and how many escrows did they close or how many this, how many that. I hate that question. It's a fair question. You're right. But I can't control how good you are at converting that person on the phone. And I have some people who are phenomenal at having those conversations and converting someone into an appointment. And I have others who are just, that's a bad lead. These are all horrible leads. And then you know, that's th- this goes back to the whole mindset question that we've been talking about yeah. or that we've talked about in yeah. previous episodes. I'm a, I'm a conversion god. <laughs> Mr. Typeform and Squarespace over there. 
that's fair. That's a fair pushback. But at the same time, I think it's like, you know, how many people spend a bunch of money on Zillow leads? And you're right. Like, you know, that it's like, oh, well, I called them once and I went to voicemail. This is a terrible lead. Like, I, I get that. But it kind of feels like I, I'm spending a lot of money to go a little way down the field. Maybe we can have a discussion on budget. Like, what's a fair budget or a minimum budget that you should be spending to be getting any sort of real or tangible results? Because I'll have people who want to spend a hundred bucks and they think that's, you know, if that doesn't get me anything, then they don't want to spend any more money. 55 to 60 escrows. God's keeping a pretty straight face. <laughs> Here's the challenge with this is you also have to consider your audience and their level of motivation. If you're, and, and again, it's where do you get your traffic from? This is just one tool in the process of converting consumer direct. There may be better ways to convert different types of traffic, but out of the box, this thing actually works. You don't have to put a lot of effort and energy into it, but it really has everything to do with how it's sandwiched. Where does the traffic come from? What do you do when the lead comes in? You need to understand the mechanics of all of that before you expect anything to come out of it. That's fantastic. So in the last couple of minutes of the show, why don't we talk about where it's sandwiched? Because I feel like we've we've really reviewed how this works. You you guys have convinced me. I'm playing, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit, but you've convinced me that the huge value proposition is this is a clear flow. Once you get them in, it's a clear flow from A to Z. It's going to produce someone who's probably pretty highly qualified because of the sophistication of the questions and the sophistication of the funnel. Let's talk about the end of it. So so people, we've talked a lot on the show about how to kind of get people to those forms, right? What do you do once you once you get somebody through lead pops? Do you guys mind just kind of giving some insights on what the rest of that process should look like? We, we send them to Verse. They follow up on your leads for you. So it's a live human being. They'll typically send out a text and say, hey, do you want to talk on the phone or do you want to text? And they're warming up the leads. They're verifying that you filled out the form, verifying that they're a real person. They're asking qualifying questions. Their job is basically to try to convert or qualify an appointment for you. If they're either going to do a transfer, a phone call transfer, they'll try to transfer it to you. But most of the time, the consumer wants to just set an appointment. So they actually set it on your uh, Calendly appointment. And look, most people probably can't afford, a lot of people can't afford a product like Verse. I think they changed their pricing in January of 2020 to something like $15,000 a year up front. And it's a year-long commitment and then something like $5 per lead. I remember when they used to be cheaper than that. Like it doesn't have to be verse. It could be any number of other systems. I And I tell my agents this all the time. If you're using Lion Dust because it's member benefit through the MLS, upgrade your account and you can use Gabby AI. So Gabby is an AI that follows up with your leads when they come in. And it's something like $3 per lead. Um, and you get 25 free credits, I think, when you activate your Lion Desk account. So that, Gabby will do 26 contact attempts via text over the course of a year and it increases its cadence as people respond or engage. But Gabby's only job is to ask qualifying questions to try to convert an appointment for you. You have that option. If you're not using LionDesk, then there's a product called Structurally out in the market. Structurally something like 100 or 150 bucks, maybe 179 bucks a, mo- uh, a month for up to 50 leads. And it'll do the same thing. It'll do, it's an AI that follows up via text and via live chat on your website. If you're using something like a a lot of agents have or are using Chime, I I know some of my agents are using Chime. What I love about Chime is that it's a full website solution with CRM, and then their AI is less than a dollar per lead. So it gets cheaper the more leads you have coming in through your funnel, 
But for less than a buck per lead, they'll text all of your leads and follow up via live chat on the website. So it doesn't have to be Verse. The whole point is we're using a system to ensure that the leads are getting contacted or following up on because yeah. if we leave if we leave the agent to their own devices, chances are they're probably not getting to the point of enough contact attempts to convert and anything. Let me show you one thing also real quick, and it's this number right here. Anything that you have that encourages the consumer to respond, and there's a lot of popular apps out there that send text messages and ringless voicemails, but as soon as the person engages with it, you have to be there to answer that question. So you either have to be on your website, but this is what I like about about something like this. You're, you're automatically not talking to 35% of the leads that are contacted off hours and, and out of hours. I mean, I've legitimately had people be contacted at three o'clock in the morning and and respond back and set up an appointment because they work they work nights or or, or something like that. You just you don't you don't know. So that, something that's the beauty of having automation or or, or something like verse in place. Right, and that, and that's the follow up. So so, and and you're right. You don't have to use Verse. It's just it's part of the it, it's part of the follow up piece, and also depending on your traffic, you may want a less expensive thing because you're just jamming through really low quality traffic and you just want to pick up whatever nuggets you can get out of it. One of the things that Lead Pops also does as a company is instead of having to make the upfront investment in versus you can do it per lead. So if you're not using Lead Pops and if you're interested in something like that, their company actually does run ads for you and they will send them to a verse for you for a per lead cost. Yes, Lead Pops is good and we're talking about Lead Pops but I also like the fact that we're just talking about this consumer direct piece, traffic, conversion, contact. Ultimately, what you're paying for in all of that is how much would you pay for 132 conversations? Would you pay $200 a month for it? Yes. Right. <laughs> you might get there might be a deal in there. And 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 then you've got other tools that we've talked about. And you mentioned HomeBot earlier. What if they're not ready right now? Put them into a nurture tool put them get them in, HomeBot for long term nurture. Get them in a HomeBot for your long term nurture. Put them in a lion desk. Set them up on some sort of nurture there. But, um, but the last team. So we put that any lead that comes through, we put them on the we, we call this our conversion, our Facebook conversion funnel. We put them on a drip campaign. We send them the verse, and the last email in the sequence says something like, stay in touch, question mark. Hey, Ricardo, I'll take your not responding as a sort of back-off signal. I totally get it. Right now may not be the right time to buy for you, but whether you're looking to buy in two months, six months, or two years, I want you to know that my team and I are here to help. This yeah. is where we set them up for long-term nurture. We say, in the meantime, I'm going to set you up with the HomeBot Monthly Market Digest. It'll help you explore the local market based on what's most important to you. You should have gotten an invite already. If you didn't, just hit reply to this email and I'll take care of it. Otherwise, be in touch. And then we're just kind of setting the tone and expectation that, hey, we know you're probably not ready to buy right now, so you're going to get my free monthly report called the HomeBot Monthly Market Digest. 
and then boom, we dump them on the long-term sort of nurture process. And again, you you have you have a lot of data points, and especially if you're going out there looking for buyers, you're going to get a good percentage of those buyers that don't have perfect credit. That's another great way to segment those leads out. Just do you know talk to them about fixing their credit, that kind of thing. Sending them sending them specific drips. So you know you can you can feed them anything based off of any of those any of those data points. But you need the whole thing. I mean, if you just buy lead pops and you're not following up with the leads, it's not the leads' fault, yeah, right? You know, it, the leads don't. It's because the leads don't work, Scott. The leads are bad. <laughs> right. Well, well, and even more importantly is if you don't like the quality of the lead, we'll take a look at how you're getting traffic. The first time buyer is a tricky one. If you're going the free money route, you know, get buyer assistance and this kind of thing, you're going to get a lower quality lead. But if you're going with the stop paying your landlord's mortgage and start paying your own, I think that the, that's a better that's a better engagement. I think that's better messaging. So, you know, I think yeah, there, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of moving parts. And going beneath the surface of what the tool offers, I think, is also an important lesson that I learned by diving in deeper and using, you know, I was listen, I was watching his, their best practices all the time. Best practice, do this. Okay, when I get around to it, when I get around to it. Well, for triple the conversion, I probably would have gotten around to it a lot sooner uh-huh. <laughs> if I knew what difference it was going to make. All right, well... That's Lead Pops. This is the Marketing Trench Podcast. We're proud members of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative Network. You can listen to other podcasts in this awesome network by going to realdisrupt.com, where you will find the Company Closers Podcast, the Laugh, Lend, and Eat Podcast, even the Millennial Realtor Podcast. Lots of choices for you to choose from. So if you're looking to uh, fill the void between every episode of the Marketing Trench, I know you miss us, but these other people are pretty great too. All right, guys. Good talking with you. Until next time, this has been The Marketing Trench. Yeah. See ya.